Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. Uh, Usually, we would have uh, had this episode published yesterday. Hopefully, what took place uh, at the weekend between Roma and Empoli is still fresh in your mind because, Andy, we rarely are treated to first halves like that. Now, we are quite often treated to second halves like that. Where, I was about to say, yeah. Yes, where um, our backsides are clinched for a full uh, 45 minutes. Don't lie, okay? Don't, don't, don't fib. There was a part of you that thought they are actually going... They, 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 they already let three... Sh- uh, sl- they already let a three-goal lead slip against Juve. They're going to try and one-up themselves yep. against this team yeah part of you thought that yeah. because they scored yep. with what was it that second goal like i believe it was like the 72nd or 73rd minute so it was not as if there was not mm-hmm. a lot of time for them to to potentially no, no, there were 20 minutes happen. left yeah so 20 I think, minutes left yeah I, I think all of us in part uh, we're feeling uh we're feeling that slowly slowly and slowly unravel but but thankfully they uh they 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 managed to hold off Andrea Zoli's side they win so uh, kind of like Mourinho I don't want to focus on the negatives there's been far too many negatives this season anyway so let's take the positives where we can because I do think even though yes second half blah 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 the first half I thought was just so sublime that it's kind of hard to ignore, albeit it makes it all the more confusing as to how that same team can play so drastically different in two different halves. But that's pretty much the story of our lifetimes with, with Roma. I mean, there's, there's no better metaphor to describe that, uh, this club than those two halves. But having said that, Andy, I, I, I thought that first half was – Phenomenal. Uh, it, it it was on par with Bergamo. Now I I think the win overall against Atalanta was obviously way more important, way more entertaining. Uh, in terms of uh, the table, had far more uh, at stake. But this uh, this Empoli side, they they're they're not pushovers. Okay, now yes, their defense sucks. But somehow they managed to score goals. I, and I don't know how. Maybe I guess this is a testament to Andrea Zoli because I, I, I think from a pure uh, quality standpoint, you know, uh, Cutrone and Pinamonti, he's not mm-hmm. exactly working with world beaters here. No. no. So, um, I, I mean, part of me wants to say, okay, uh, it's, it's, it's Empoli, let's calm the hell down. But then the other part of me, 
I, I look at what they've done to some teams this season. Now, granted, uh, I think I, I, I published this statistic like four or five times in the lead-up to the match. They had conceded like 16 goals in their previous three or four matches before meeting Roma. So we knew that they would get goals, but would they be able to stop them? And they did for the most part, obviously, the first half. Again, the second half, I don't want to focus on that. But the first half, I thought there was so much good to take away from that that I think it, you know it's worth more so focusing on that as opposed to, again, the, the, the last 45 minutes. Zaniolo, phenomenal. Tammy Abraham, ph- phenomenal. And Oliveira, man, I, I, I said it a few times after he arrived. Uh, for me, not the uh, ideal profile that I would have preferred Roma to acquire in January, especially when you look from a physical standpoint, which Mourinho has said himself. But... Geez, Andy, um, did you? It, it was floating around on Twitter. Did you see the action where Oliveira, he's being pressed by two or three uh, Empoli uh, players, and he manages yeah, yeah, yeah. to dribble out of three of them? And, and it was, uh, this is something that uh, uh, Marco Verratti is really known for. He he breaks the press with, he makes it look easy, and he, it just brings a whole new dynamic. A whole different dynamic to PSG in their midfield, and that's just something Roma have never possessed. <sighs> I know we called uh, our good friend Gonzalo Villar is the uh, heir to Pizarro. We did we numerous were clearly, times. Yes, so we were clearly wrong. We were about one year too late, but I think this one, this one might hold up. <laughs> I, I honestly do. Andy, oh I, part of me wants to weep watching oh, sick his... Man, <laughs> no, but seriously, how do you watch Sergio Oliveira and, and, and you watch him and you watch the way he plays, the way he moves, and then you compare it to, and I know this is unfair, Brian Cristante. I mean, uh, even Veritu, man. I, you know, uh, under Paolo Fonseca, it would have been insane to even debate wanting to get rid of or or not relying upon Jordan Veritu, okay? I mean, now it's astonishing to me how much higher Oliveira's level is than the two of those combined. I mean, part of me, again, I, 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 I just want to go in the corner and weep, weep. I mean, they should have had this guy again. They should have had him from the beginning of the season. They should have. And I'm confused as all hell because they made a better offer for him in the summer. And Porto turned it down completely. And now they bring him in January. The dynamics behind it, um, my, my contact at Jestefutev, where, where Mendes is the, the agent, he wouldn't explain it. So I don't know what, the, what in the world happened. But again, better late than never. It is such a breath of fresh air, Oliveira in the midfield. He he really, really is, man. I, I it's just, I mean, it, it it saddens me that he hasn't been here longer or wasn't here sooner. Obviously, but man, Andy, when you watch him out on the pitch, it is sort of eye opening uh, how much more of a leap or a step forward some of these players at Roma have to take because they are about uh, you know uh, twenty yeah. steps behind him. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, watching a, a shark swim among scallops, mm. you know. Um, 
it's it, not much competition out there. Uh, and honestly, yeah, I mean, that's but but that's been an issue. You know, in, in this midfield, it's very difficult not to bring in somebody who just, you know, uh, ran lapses uh, around uh, the ones we have at our disposal right there. Um, all in all, I think, you know, even if you if you listen to Mourinho after the game, pretty sure he's come to the conclusion and sort of surround surrounded to to the idea that you cannot you cannot have uh, a perfect game of two halves with this Roma team. This Roma team is completely uh, unable yeah. to to have two really good halves. He's having uh, to pull off jokes I mean, at the end the of the, in his post-match press conferences because no, he's he out has of to. answers. He has to he ha- <laughs> he has to because he's out of answers because yeah. he's seen it all. I mean the amount of chances that are squandered, the amount of really dumb mistakes made at the back. Well, hey, listen, look, the, I, Kumbula was sorely missed uh, this time around. You know, I, I, I did feel that after those uh, two really good performances, it, it felt a bit out of place to to sit him um, because it just, it, it, wow, it seemed like something had been interrupted. Um but yeah, it's just it, this team is un, is is completely unable to to stay focused ninety minutes. Uh, if they give you a good forty five minutes, a really good intense forty five minutes, then you have you have to expect that the other forty five minutes are um, are either so and so bordering on disaster because. Um, this team is just not not capable of of staying sharp, of staying organized, uh, of of playing smart. That's why the Atalanta game was so weird. And even there, you had around 10, 15 minutes where Roma looked shaky, um, because it takes it takes a lot of mental strength and unity to to stay compact stay consistent for 90 minutes. This team clearly doesn't have it. Mourinho, once again, reiterating that Sergio Oliveira maybe doesn't bring the technical chops that this team needs and lacks at the moment still, but definitely that personality-wise, it's the step in the right direction to, to improve exactly this, the fact that this team is unable to stay focused for 90 minutes, that this team is unable to bring home a clean result, a result where you can say, oh, for not not a single minute out there was I worried. Not a single minute was I worried. I thought they had it all. No, you can't. You really cannot come away from a Roma game um, but and and saying that it's it's impossible. Um, I've tried it. It's impossible. Everybody else has tried it. Mourinho has tried it. It's impossible. This team just doesn't have it at the moment. Uh, it can get better. It, I, I I think it will get better. Um, but at the moment, when when they start off hot like they did against Empoli, uh, the first forty five minutes. You can absolutely bet everything you have at your disposal, money, car, everything, that uh, once they go out there back from the break, um, they're going to have a really hard time staying focused. And, you know, obviously, Stan Abraham said any team will, you know, 
teams will feel comfortable when they're 4-0 up at halftime. But the problem is that Roma are a team that cannot feel comfortable. They just cannot afford to do that. Because they don't, they don't, they are not, they don't have the stability. They don't, they, they just don't have the quality uh, and the personality, as Mourinho points out, to to sustain that tempo, to to sustain the pressure. They don't. They eventually they'll crack. Even to a team like Empoli, they will crack. So yeah, they have to score a lot in order to feel comfortable, but they also have to. Um, they just have to they just have to uh, stay compact which is something that they have a very hard time doing because at some point you can you can absolutely see that there are there are players that suddenly lose focus suddenly start to press the wrong way or they forget to press or they stop running you know it's it's even those things those little things um that you can see that the, the team has uh, a difficult time staying afloat despite being 4-0 up against the side that once you are 4-0 up, you should stay 4-0 up. And yeah, sure. When I saw that second goal go in, I was like, oh, they're going to go out there and do it. They're going to do the unthinkable. You know, this is what's next? Triplete to go and, and, and score five and get and have a comeback on five goals? Is that... Is that what this Roma team is gonna do this year? Um, because anything is possible with them. We we saw that much, and the way Empoli have been playing recently um, made me think. Oh, you know what? They yeah, pretty much. It 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 would fit a nice narrative of Andrea Zoli redeeming himself, making his comeback against all the Roma fans that boo him and 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 you know and that hate him for that that fine the lost final in 2013 and um and that'd be a nice narrative uh thankfully it did not happen but again it it shows you that this this team is in a position that yes as capello said and i think a lot of people say and think and i think and when i watch this team i can come to the same conclusion that this team can give problems. They're capable of of doing really special things. When you see uh, Zaniolo on a good day, which I think he has been, he's been good against Lecce, he's been good against Empoli. When you see Tammy Abraham uh, having a nice day, um, when you see Sergio Oliveira walk into the midfield with that kind of personality, when you have uh, Rui Patricio making really good saves, when you have uh, Kumbula, uh, you know, stepping into the defense and, and redeeming himself in the eyes of Mourinho. Um, you, t- you, you can you can see quality. You can see that there is something there that, that makes this team tick. And there are times where you just think to yourself, wow, they, they should, you know, damn, why, how, why are they, why are they only, only competing for uh, a fourth spot? You know, why can't they go further than that? Um, there are instances where you have those thoughts where this team really flows differently. And and I think Miketarian also is sort of uh, having a, a really good stretch of games where maybe he's not as, uh, you know, uh, maybe he's, he's not as visible as he would be, you know, if he was playing on the wing. Um, now he's... He's having a more, I think, a more more complex role, more demanding one. But I think it suits uh, his age and 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 uh, his veteran status. And 
but then there are times where 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 this team is so helpless so so absolutely helpless that you know the the next shot the opponent makes is a goal you know the the next one goes in you just know it it's and 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 you can feel the team evaporate you know just completely evaporate disappear off the pitch and you know they they don't have the strength to react at times it's pretty clear like that stretch of seven minutes against Juve, it's what's wrong with the team on a bad day. That's what happens. You know, that 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 the, that team is that same team that can go out there and 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 score three goals on Juve is the same one that can do that in seven minutes. Um because this team just this doesn't have the consistency, doesn't have the mentality. Um, doesn't have the the required attributes to uh, to be able to say you know what we're four nil up we're gonna sit back absorb what they have no they don't they the the only time that it worked it was against Atalanta um, there the team stayed sharp uh, it looked like a completely different team we were all surprised that oh this is Roma wow um, because that's that's pretty much it if 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 this if this team is able to to show really good attacking football, um, to show initiative, you can bet your ass that there will come a point in time during the match where they will suffer. And at this this moment in time, they just don't have it. So it, overall, it was a nice game. Again, it, it like a lot of games this season, it perfectly encapsulates the the beautiful and the terribly wrong with this team. It's 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 just that simple. Yeah, that's for sure. I I mean that again, the tale of two halves. It really is the the embodiment of this Roma. And I know we probably sound way more uh, negative than maybe we should. So let, let let's flip it a little bit. Let's get positive. So obviously, Oliveira huge impact since he's arrived since day one. But the 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 part that I want to focus on way more for me, it's Tammy Abraham, man. Now. I didn't have any doubts about this guy uh, from from day one. I was never worried about uh, his ability. I, it, it was so clear that, especially from an athletic standpoint, he just possesses a, a, a very unique style. And I don't know about you, Andy, but you know the the, the, the goal scoring aside, okay, the, the the data, the statistics, blah blah blah, blah all of that. For me, it is just so uh, enjoyable watching him because he plays so drastically different, okay, than Jekyll. You know, Jekyll, and, and you are notorious for uh, calling him out for you know the pouting and the whinging and the walking about the yeah. pitch when he's in the bad when he's in a bad. I mood. think That's... even I, I think even his wife blocked me on Twitter, even though I never uh, addressed her. But I am blocked by. Oh Amra. my God, Amra, Amra blocked you. Wow. Uh, I think I think I think on the old account. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pretty... Well, mm-hmm. that that is eye opening. <laughs> well, uh okay. I, I that's that's news to me. I, I, I have yeah. to admit I, I didn't know that. Okay. Well uh, all right. Well having said that, okay. <laughs> and of course we're we're discussing this on a weekend where where Jekyll uh, wins it for uh, Inter at the death of course but absolutely disgusting after a 12 match drought of right, no scoring right, yes does that yes yeah, first goal uh, since like the Trump administration but for me okay after and this is really no knock to Jekyll because clearly okay he's even though he did go through a, a bit of a a, a dry spell 
not so long ago, okay? Clearly his game, and we've seen it even with, with Roma, okay, in, in the different seasons, his game works. It's adaptable, especially in Serie A, in my opinion, as, uh, particularly when you're playing against those sides who are difficult to unlock. Uh, he, can, uh, he, he can score your goals in the air. He, there's a lot he can do. His work rate, of course, notorious, uh, notoriously high. But for me, the thing that I've been enjoying the most, and I, I guess I really don't see this talked about a whole lot, is Tammy's, just his output, in my opinion, seems to be at such a significantly higher level. And I'm not talking about strictly work rate. I, I'm, I'm ta- more so talking about from the sense of his engagement with the team. He seems to be more involved. Um, he doesn't whine when uh, you know he doesn't get the ball at a specific point or he doesn't get a pass here when it should have been there. Um, yeah, he doesn't do some of the hold-up play that Jekko did. I don't think anybody expected him to do that. But for me, the dynamism that he brings, particularly okay, from outside of the area, is a whole new dynamic that you just did not have with Jekyll. And again, I am not comparing the two player for player. Okay, That is not what I'm doing. What I am comparing are their games. And you go from this big, uh, big hulking striker, not particularly quick, to now you have a guy who can pull defenders away from outside of the area. He requires more attention from outside of the area. And I think it just opens up space for everybody else. And to be frank with you, I think that's been a really large adjustment for even guys like Zaniolo, okay? This is a guy who is used to being plopped out on the wing, okay, being isolated quite a bit, that he really does not know because he's, I mean, he's virtually, okay, playing as a striker now. He doesn't know how to play like that, Andy. He doesn't know uh, how to partner along with somebody who has uh, uh, athletic characteristics uh, akin to his, so I think maybe that's something that we've maybe underappreciated or, or that has gone under-discussed. But for me, you know, watching Abraham play like this week in and week out is really, uh, it's a nice little treat because, again, I love Dan Dzeko. I, I didn't like the moaning and the complaining that he would display at times, particularly in the last two seasons, being, uh, being a captain. But watching Abraham, watching him uh, play with the ball at his feet from outside uh, of the box, you know, not having to necessarily just be plopped there and have the ball delivered to him, he can do so much more. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way too, but the, the, the again, the dynamism that I think he brings is, is such a, such an eye-opening thing because we have been, uh, what was it with Jacko, six seasons, seven seasons? It really seven, has been yeah. so long where the featured number nine and the primary striker of Roma is not this, you know, uh, 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 this guy who's really making the most of his work within the area. He's not... He's not really doing a whole lot from outside of the opponent's penalty area. You know, he's not working off of another striker. It's basically this guy, and he's being fed the ball from the fellow attackers. Now you have Tammy Abraham, who has no problem whatsoever giving it up to Zaniolo. Uh, Zaniolo has no problem um, working his actions and his movements off of Abraham's. And I think that 
we have to be a bit more patient considering that. I don't know. That, that, that It just hit me at the weekend against Ampoli because you you have Zaniolo, and yes, he's coming, getting over his knee injuries and all of that stuff too that we have to consider. But, man, could you think if you're Zaniolo, okay, going from Jekyll to Tammy Abraham, I, it, it truly is, okay, night and day, and that's not even considering on top of that that you are now playing a new role, but... I don't know. I, I, I guess the thing that I, I really just sort of appreciate now is finally having a guy that um, doesn't look like uh, the the old car that you have and you worry about him breaking down as he's making a run into the area, which is how I felt about Jekyll at times. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the, the thing about, about Tammy is, um, and I think that's what, that's what made me go. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, he'll fit in when when Roma went for him. Is that you? You were you were bring you were bringing in a guy, giving confidence to a guy that that had lacked that same confidence uh, at his previous club, that hadn't been treated as the go-to guy. Meanwhile, here, you bring him in and you basically say, you know, the key to the to the whole shebang are yours. You know, here here lead us help help us uh help us and 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 we'll help you and and i i think there is this feeling of of uh of mutual respect and and um and just a sense of this is a player that is um 100% on board with with whatever's happening whatever is going to happen um because even in games where the team struggles uh he is present he's not going to I, I think I count very, very few games where Tammy uh, felt uh, out of place, you know, disinterested, disengaged, even in, in losses or in games where the the team more or less struggled. Uh, he, he always felt uh, present on the pitch. You could always sense that, oh, he's out there. He's doing his thing. Um, and I think that's the, that kind of level of engagement is is definitely a pleasant surprise after the the final two, uh, yeah, yeah, two seasons of Jekyll bordering on on two and a half. Um, because this is it, you know. This you want to have somebody up there leading the team that that leads the team and is and and despite maybe not being the veteran that everybody may have wanted. Um, to lead the attack, he still provides uh, a sense of 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 unity and and just a, a very nice team attitude. And you could see that guys like Zaniolo, like Felix, um, thrive off of being next to him, uh, playing alongside him. That there is a completely different uh, mentality around him. That there is, you know, that everybody knows that whatever service he gets he's gonna be grateful for it he's not gonna you know come looking for you if you miss if you miss him in the inside the inside the penalty box um it, it just looks like everybody's more on board with him being there and and i think that reflects on the output and the output is of a player that um 
I think has had really bad luck sometimes with 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 uh, with crossbars and 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 posts and whatnot. Um, but it's a it's a player that is is starting to to do something special. Um, starting to to assume a, a, a different role. Uh, I think at the beginning there was all this excitement about having somebody different from Jekyll, right? Oh my God! After seven years and, and, and six seasons of Jekyll, uh, there is there's somebody new taking his place. Can can he do it? What can he bring to the table? And we're slowly but surely starting to find out. That, oh, he can do this. He can do that. He um, now that the goal against. Empoli um, and against Sledge, those are uh, really uh, special goals. Um, in 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 as I said, in completely different situations, he can sort of adapt um, outside the box, um, give all kinds of trouble. He's very good again at, at, at giving somebody like Zaniolo the space he needs. Um, and obviously, whether Zaniolo succeeds or not. A lot of times you can see that it's up to Zaniolo whether he can convert. And and um, when he does, it's special. But you can see that Abraham is trying to make life easier for him. And I don't think that there would be, that there is a much better fit than Abraham to help Zaniolo get back to his former self or at least help him rediscover his new self uh, after the injury. Because... Um, I, I do think that it's it's challenging to be the partner of a player that is really you can see that sometimes he's all up in his head trying to trying to to find out again what am I good at you know you can see that Zaniel sometimes has those moments where sometimes it's simple sometimes it's pretty straightforward and you can see when he scores when he makes those runs um, that then help the team progress forward. You can see that he oh he's starting he's starting to feel comfortable again. But when he when he gets those you know that when 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 he has those bad days, you can see that there is there's clearly something wrong with him inside. And and I do think that uh, being his partner, um, trying to make life easier for him, give him the space he needs, uh, facilitate his runs, um, support him. You know, get get tackled, get fouled, uh, in order to 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 give him more space, more time. It's 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 challenging, but but Abraham is is definitely the one thing that we've all learned, I think, so far in his Roma experience is that he's willing to sacrifice. He's not he's not here to be the star. If he he is here to to become part of the team, and if and he if he is on his way to becoming a star. He doesn't act like it. Um, he is here to to play, to play hard, to play for a manager, to play for the team, most importantly. So, you know, that's definitely one of the, the bright spots. As I said, this team has those bright spots. It, it has players that are able to uh, to really elevate the, the quality of play, the way the team flows. Um, it, it sometimes it, 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 it works less uh, well than, than other times, but... But there is definitely something there. And I don't, you know, a lot of the people had doubts regarding Tammy Abram. I don't think anybody now has doubts when they see his name on the starting 11. I know that there aren't any, you know, any other alternatives to him, that the best next alternative is, is Shemurodov. But it's it still, it says, I think, a lot about him fitting in, um, that now you can you can see his name on the starting 11 and know pretty much exactly what you're going to get in return from him.
Yeah, for sure. Um, and lastly, just before we touch upon a couple of market uh, transfer market items, this is a guy who, in any other season, I think would probably be uh, the focal point of uh, discussion most of the time. But given the amount of turnover that uh, Roma experienced over the summer, he's kind of gone under discussed, at least in my opinion. But Patricio, man, you know, after you would think we would talk about him a lot more especially after multiple seasons of uh, Robin Olsen, Antonio Mirante, Paolo Lopez, uh, you would think that given how just spectacular uh, Patricio has been this season, that we would be talking about him every single time that he uh, gets on the pitch. It, it is just amazing. And part of me, there's, again, also a sense of bitterness simply because it really doesn't require uh, Ramon Monchi to plug in a bunch of data into his database or Excel spreadsheets to find, okay, a a reliable goalkeeper. Again, I've said it multiple times on here. I think every season in the Serie A, you can go to three, maybe four clubs much lower than you in the table and get a goalkeeper who may not be world-class, but is reliable enough to at least get you to Europe and win things with. I, I, I really don't think it requires an engineering degree to to understand mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it took Roma, what, four years, right? 2000, yeah, four, three or four years, okay, to replace Alisson blows my mind because, it, again, th- this is not complicated. It, it's really not. But isn't it astounding what happens when you have a reliable goalkeeper at the back? And, I'm again, I'm not even talking world class because I, where Patricio is in the top, 10, 20 in the world, we can debate that another day, but isn't it just, it it, it is so eye-opening, okay, the the difference of what happens when you have a reliable goalkeeper who, again, we haven't discussed much this season, versus a Robin Olsen who we couldn't shut up about, or a Paul Lopez who we couldn't shut up about because he was knocking a a ball off a corner kick during the derby into a chair to be set and he ends up scoring a goal. Like, we haven't had the huge, uh, you know, mistake after mistake after mistake that we've been subjected to these past few seasons. And again, you kind of just have to sit back and and take it all in sometimes because, I mean, some of the crap we saw from Roma's goalkeepers over these last few seasons, I I, I mean, it would would qualify as torture. I I am... uh, almost certain that the, uh, the the Geneva Convention had things in their books about this that we were subjected to. Cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> now you yeah. have a guy who, again, he's not a top five goalkeeper or top ten like Alisson was, but it's just, it, it, it's so clear now to me and should be clear to everybody now what the difference is between reliable and just pure crap, because you and I go from. We do mention this guy, but we're not going in depth about him. We're not talking about. We're, we're not. I'm. I'm not on a, a, a tutto mercato web. Okay, looking at what the latest goalkeeper transfer rumor is. I'm not bothering uh, Alessio Cranio's agent asking for interviews, because Roma are desperate for a goalkeeper. Like to me, it is so clear now, and I hope that is clear to everybody else. Like. What mm-hmm. a dramatic difference this is. I mean, dramatic. And I, I don't think I can say that enough. 
Yeah, I mean, and and think about how we'll feel when one day eventually we'll find the regista that we've been looking for uh, since when? Since Are you going to say Pizarro? I he probably yeah probably or when De Rossi was uh, still good. Like, mm. So I don't, I don't know. Are we Say talking Duqueta. the beginning? You're a fan of his. Every Say Duqueta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's talk about. It's true. If there was yeah, one the player, mm-hmm. uh, well, I know yeah. you, uh, Grenier might be your answer, but oh yeah, Grenier. In yeah, the of in the most you know like recent times of Roma, if there was like one player that you could have had either in their prime and or for an additional oh, two to three years. At the level at which they were recognized for, I, I think I would choose Seduketa in a heartbeat. Yeah, Seduk- Seduketa and Maicon, yeah. yeah. Oh, Maicon too, yeah. Although we yeah. were subjected, uh, I'm trying to think of how to work in a steroid reference here, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, we we got, what, 10 good months of uh, Maicon and then the uh, yeah. the potion yeah, wore off. Yeah, some, same like Colorado, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it all just kind of uh, it, it disappeared and disappeared rather disappeared quickly. in a very painful way no but it's it's yeah i'm i'm you know with with patricio he's not gonna get mentioned much because he's doing his job that's what that's what the goalkeeper should do is not make the flaws of the team more evident than they are right that whatever is is uh you know whatever you can save save it you know whatever you can do the you you do it and um and he's doing just that he's he's there he's present uh he's he's aware he doesn't look uh demotivated he doesn't look you know uh lacking in confidence every time he goes out there he doesn't look like he's having a hard time communicating with the rest of the team he's there you know again like a lot of the team he's going to have his good days he's going to have his bad days you know some days he'll he'll let in uh, more than one goal um but but he is uh he's a goalkeeper's goalkeeper you know he's just the the guy coming in putting in a good shift and um that's what you expect that's why you don't have that sense of oh my god are we getting linked to some other goalkeepers or who who's on the market who's on the market who's available who's looking for a new team uh, i we don't have that problem it's you know, it kind of kind of worked like uh, like when when uh, Napoli found uh, Ospina. You know, all of a sudden, I mean, Ospina um, gives that that sense of security to a team like Napoli that is is uh, far from consistent, but they have it. And and I think that's the first step to to being a good team. Same with Milan. Milan have Mania. They he's doing. You know, he's not up there to being the. the the goalkeeper of the season across all the leagues, but he's there giving them a sense of support, just, just doing his job. And, and that's what you want from your players. That's why it's, it's um, sometimes it's disappointing to have to specify which players um, really stand, stood out in a bad way Um, because it really doesn't take much to, to, you know, the, this team can be improved um, in simple steps. The first step, was exactly to find a goalkeeper that will not get demoralized by a team that concedes because Roma will always concede. You know, they they will 
always be a team for for now for the time being that as i said before it will not be able to feel comfortable defensively 100 for 90 minutes straight so you need to have that guy who's there who doesn't you know who doesn't hang his head low once the once he sees the 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 ball go into the back of the net but he's gonna pick it up and and look sharp um for the rest of the game and i think that's that's really that's what you wanted um i think the bringing him in is is possible to Mourinho, but it 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 shows that it's not complicated that this is not rocket science you know to find the the right pieces it's not rocket science this team is is not impossible to improve this team can be improved and and everything starts at the back with with somebody like Rui Patricio uh, providing the 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 support that the, the rest of the team needs yeah for sure and not that I want to go back and remember some of the hot takes that we saw, because remember when people were panicking over his fee? Remember that? Oh my gosh, why are Roma spending this amount for a... We're getting another Mirante. Yeah, we're getting a... Yeah, okay. Man, so, yeah. We, we can go back and find some really, really, really strong uh, strong takes about that. Just as people can go back and compare, listen to us compare <laughs> VR to Conan yeah. the Barbarian and, and so on and so on. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, uh, Market, uh, where are we at? Fazio, will this happen? What The saying is I what, the 25th know. time is the charm? Isn't that what it is? Listen, listen we, we said so many times that Pinto must have a, a statue uh, made in his honor after that, that Nzonzi uh, deal went, went through on a permanent basis that if, if for some, somehow he manages to offload one of between Fatsu and Santon, it's, you know, he should be invited to every Romanista's house in the city 365 days mm. a year, free food, free accommodation, free everything. Uh, what about Sabatini if he helps Roma? I mean, he should get the, the free delivery of any brand of cigarettes that he wants. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I, I don't think there's any doubting that. I, I think I would help even put up for it. Um, of course, the, the, that's the tax he has to pay for at one point saying that uh, Florenzi was stronger than Danny Alves. Um, that's one of my all-time favorite uh, Sabatini clips out there. And bringing us, and bringing us uh, Gerson, uh, Juan Jesus, and uh, Mario Rui, and, and Bruno Perez. In the same window mm. before, before, before fucking off. Yeah. Oh, and wasn't he the one? Remember with Jerson, there was the big deal that he was wearing, or that he was holding up a number ten. Yeah, shirt the ten, the ten. Yeah, he was took... promised that. Yeah. He was. He promised him that. <laughs> and Sabatini you know, took the uh, 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 the blame for it. He said, "Oh, I'm the one that sent him the shirt." Um, that was fun. Santon, if if. I think he himself mm. has rejected like a dozen. I don't know what this guy's waiting for. I um, I don't. Yeah, know very if... bizarre. He's it, very bizarre. What a weird guy! Because it's been made pretty clear to. Well, I guess you can make the same case about Fonsio that uh, he's just not in the plans. But I I thought Santon was um, 
I mean, I've, I've met him once. I mean, he seemed relatively understanding. Um, it's just weird to me to see him acting like this. I'm, I'm quite surprised. Very quick. Oh, before I ask you about Pastore again, because you were going to provide us with yeah. updates. Uh, what's he doing now? Because I don't even know what the uh, La Liga table looks like. So I'm going to oh, yeah, it well, right now. I mean, Elche, Elche uh, gave problems to 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 Real Madrid recently. Um, there, there was a really nice game. I I just caught only a few few glimpses of it. They they drew against Real Madrid, but it was a, a really hard fought game. Um, the the problem is that uh, you know Javier Pastore is gonna be Javier Pastore. Um, he hasn't played uh, in what in, in three weeks, I believe. So. The adventure continues with him having only nine appearances. Oh, my God. Well, listen, I'm looking at Elche's uh, roster right now, and I had no idea that uh, Pastore is teammates with the famous uh, Lucas Boye, who, for those of you who don't remember, he played for Torino. Roma were very interested in him. And right after Roma missed out on him is when Sabatini quit, for those mm-hmm. of you who might not uh, have recalled that. Um, uh, pretty much kind of like it, it feels like now in retrospect, kind of like Antonio Conte quitting over Iturbe, right? That like that's was, pretty, I will never much forget the same that. trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will never yeah. forget that because they paraded him out on Juve uh, TV and he gave... Yeah. A really weird, a terrible interview. scolding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was. Did you see when uh, United paraded? Um, uh, come on, uh, who's the uh, who's who's the manager that uh, Manchester United just sacked? Um, Solskjaer. Oh, did you yeah, see when they yeah. paraded him out? And apparently, this was him wanting to do the interview after he was sacked on Manchester United TV. I thought that I find that so bizarre. It's weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Lastly, uh, Diawara, mm, good friends at Sky Sport. They're reporting this thing about him and Torino. Um, mm-hmm. Both his agent and lawyer are saying, yeah, not going to happen. Or ve- more than likely not going to happen. So <laughs> the, 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 the current situation for Diawara is Valencia or bust. And the only way it okay. can be Valencia is if they offload Daniel Vaz. I, I don't oh know if God. that's going to happen. We'll have to ask Mads in our uh, patron group chat who is our... Uh, so, we're not, so we're not getting Vlahovic. Is that what you're telling me? Mm. We're not, can, I just, can I just say that Rocco Comiso is... It's a joke. Well, he ha- he's, he's got a lot of good things going for Fiorentina made the the club made really decent moves brought in really interesting players brought in a really interesting coach but he but j- they really hold on. but they really messed up they, and he messes up these big moments all the time. he messes them up all the time that he could have he could have offloaded that guy for the pr- same price that he's offloading him now to a direct rival Abroad, he could have done that. He could have sold him to Atletico Madrid. Instead, he he tried to play hard ass, thinking that, you know, oh, I've got a, a gem on my hands. I'm gonna. Nope. Unfortunately, Firenze is not the big market team that 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 
someone like you is. So why the hell would you think that, oh, in six months, he's going to change. He's not going to change his mind. Oh, he's going to find he's he's going to buy into my project. It's I, I don't understand these decisions made by him from every, it seems like every year he makes a dumb decision. He makes a lot of good decisions, you know, like not going with Gattuso and, and going with Italiano. Great decision. But those things with Yakini, first it was Montella, then Yakini, then this deal with Vlahovic. It's like, man, just hire some advisors that, that show you how this is done because it's Jesus. He has uh, former Roma defender Bordiso at his disposal. Okay. He has um, uh, Prade is still there. Why he allows this guy, uh, Joe Barone, who I know nothing about. I think he, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's American, just like uh, just like him, and and has no experience um, in uh, in football. Why he allows him to make big decisions, I will never know. A, and then B, what I find hilarious is for what is this? The third time Juve are extorting Fiorentina. They did it with uh, Bernardeschi. Oh, they it's... did it with Chiesa, and now they're going to do it here. And the thing that I just laugh at, okay, so the way this is going to have to be structured, first off, is it's going to have to be some sort of weird loan installment. Especially because Juve don't have any money. Exactly. It's, they're, they're, they're exactly in the same position as every other Italian team. They have no money. They have trouble offloading someone like Ramsey. They have trouble... Right. From all kinds of, you know, it's it's just baffling <laughs> to me. This, so I don't know how they're, you know, the agreed fee, seventy five million. I can already see that it's going to be like, oh, we're, you know, it's uh, two million for initial loan, it's gonna and be then like we're going to give you, Schick, yeah, where it's, yeah, 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 we're going to give you like fifty cents every month for the next seventy years. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> And it's hilarious too when you consider that you know the the other clubs that were interested in Arsenal, Spurs, okay, they could literally uh, 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 pay in two installments like that. You can have the cash yeah. in hand, in hand, okay. Instead, Comiso now he's going to do it where basically they get all of this cash. Uh, I don't know. What, I'm not saying he's super old, but I'm not saying he's super young. He looks, what, 70? How old is he? Let me Google mm -hmm. this very quick. Rocco Comiso is, oh, my word, 72. Okay, so yeah. he's Dude, 72. Rocco, you're not going to see that money. I'm sorry. He's not. I'm sorry, I just, especially oh, if, if somebody does a Joba du Bronx on you. Joba du Bronx. You're not going to oh, This is what I don't get, man. This guy is so... the the What he has going for Fiorentina is so exciting, but so absolutely paranoid. Yeah, I don't understand, you know, that those weird interviews that he gives out, the, the, the press conferences that he holds where he, he seems to be insulting everybody. Uh, it's and, and, and then he makes the right decisions of bringing a, a young up-and-coming coach and signing all these interesting talents. And then you have... Arguably a generational talent on your hands, and you give him to a team that everybody hates, that you hate as well, right. you should hate, that for for once, for the first time in a decade, is struggling mightily, that has no semblance of a plan, whose biggest star in Dybala is having trouble renewing with them. And you give him. You give him this generational talent. You hand him in 
for what? To get some money that you're now never going to see and that yeah, maybe you're going to use to to get yourself uh, two pieces uh, because in today's transfer, what, what's what's 75 million? Come on, you know, um, right, right. and 75 million in the way that you are going to pay them is even less. So I, I just don't get it. It's this is, you know, that's why I don't, you know, it's going to everything is so <laughs> the one you see that you are finally that you are, are a bitch, man. They they really they are. they always find away always yeah and the thing too with with Rocco you know you have Romanesco you have the Diletto Toscano with him you have this dialect that is a mixture of Italian English New York City slang and maybe a little bit of Calabrese every now and then mixed in it too It's 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 pretty much like that that grape juice scene in uh in uh, in the Irishman, or where they share the the grapevine, and and you and you hear Joe Pesci speaking Italian. <laughs> I think that's the it's the it's the, in a great great movie that it, the the way Joe Pesci thinks he can speak Italian but doesn't. It's pretty much how Rocco Comiso and his gang uh, go about talking i just it's unbelievable i fought all the job of the bronx what a what a what a that's the thing i want him to do good because from a character standpoint he is like the classic italian president which we don't really have many of dan friedkin doesn't speak agnelli is whatever uh De Laurentiis, he's slowly starting to fade away. Like, that is the guy that I... Those are the guys that I grew up with and I sorely miss. You had like eight... Yeah, you're kind of like Berlusconi. Right, right. You had eight of them. So, I don't know, man. I want him to do well, but I really feel like... He makes those, yeah. It's moments like... And the thing is, too, like, they're so avoidable, which I find really bizarre. Like, okay, you you learn the first time. When you enter this season, you either decide in the summer, you don't decide in January. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Rocco. Ah. Rocco, Rocco, Rocco. Okay, let's leave it there. We will be back later in the week. Wait a minute. Who, who, when do they play? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question because we're not oh, in the man. break yet. Or, no, this is How a break. Is this this is a, a break, is it yeah, not? Yeah, this is a break. Wow. I, okay, Jesus. well, never mind. We'll, we'll, we had some credibility. Now we yeah, have none. We, so. will, we will see you all in February. Goodbye. No, uh, <laughs> they play again on the 5th, so that's in 10 days, right? Yeah, yes. 10 days. Okay, so we will be back, I don't know, sometime later in the week or early next week. I don't know. But we will chat with you very, very soon. Until then, ciao. Ciao.